How you going, girls? Sit down, make yourselves comfortable. Thank you so much. That was one of the best worship sessions I've been in with one guitar. I'm serious. I'm serious. You, what's your name, sweetheart, worship leader? Beth Ann? Honestly, I, I, I just thought you, you were brilliant the way you, you've got a breakthrough anointing on you. And uh, sometimes when I rock up, there's one guitar, I think, oh, Lord, help me, you know. it's good. Yeah. But, you know, the way you created beat, you know, an atmosphere and the girls supporting you there. You girls broke through. It was brilliant. Thank you. That's great. Um, is she going to run away? Something else I was just going to say to you before you run away. <laughs> um, I don't know if you write songs already, but I see you writing songs with a prophetic edge, with a word for the, the season. Um, and, and I see you coming into a, a new level in that, a new level of boldness of um, of daring, of just breaking through some uh, barriers personally. And it's like as you break through some things on the inside, I can just see your ministry breaking forth even greater on the outside. And so be bold, girl, be strong, you know, and don't come under that spirit of intimidation. Don't come under and what the people think, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it, you, know you were here last night? Did you hear Zacchaeus last night? You didn't? You'll have to get the CD. You'll have to get the CD. And um, perhaps the next conference you do, get the youth girls in as well on your opening night. Just a thought, just an idea. Because I believe God bringing the generations together and what he's doing at the moment is Mary and Elizabeth pregnant at the same season. Who remembers Mary and Elizabeth? How old are you, Bethann? 26. Um, You know... In our country, anyway, there's been a great emphasis on the youth and the young people in recent years, and almost to the exception of um, older ones. And, and I go to many churches, and even ones my generation, in their 40s, are saying, well, Vicky, when we were in youth group, it was like we were waiting to be old enough to do anything for God. And then when our time came, it's like the focus went on teenagers and, and, and youth, and we missed our moment. Like, what, what happened to that? And And God spoke to me from the story of Elizabeth and Mary. You know, Elizabeth was a barren woman beyond the years of childbearing. So who knows how old she was? I don't know in in that particular, um, you know, culture. I don't know. Was she in her 50s or 60s older? I don't know. But at the time that her and her husband had been trying to conceive and impossible. And, uh, And yet she conceived John the Baptist miraculously the purpose and and plan of God, at the same time that Mary, the teenager, fell pregnant under the Holy Spirit um, with the Lord Jesus. So you had a teenager and a woman, let's say, probably at least in her 50s, 15 and 50, pregnant at the same time. Not either or, not one and the other. And I really believe that's what God is doing in this season is everyone fruitful, Fulfilling the call and destiny of God, irrespective of age. So, anyway, that's for free. That's a whole other message. Ah, thank you, Lord. And um, I think uh, Pastor Joy mentioned, I've got some of my resource here. Uh, it's under a shroud at the moment, down the back there. And so, um, uh, I thought I'd give one away. I didn't bring a lot because of the excess 
luggage. And so I, um, I brought in my best. This is the stuff that gets me excited, okay? Literally, I think if I could get excited about my own preaching, then maybe someone else can. And this one, I'm actually thinking of preaching today. So I won't tell you too much about it. Look, the camels are coming, except to say it's my biggest seller, 10 to 1. Um, I have been flown to places to specifically preach this message. That has never happened to, I mean, I've preached some great messages and no one has ever, this message has got life of its own. And basically it's, um, it encourages you if you've been believing for something for a long time. And it just tells my journey, how God gave me a promise when I was 21 years old that he had a husband for me, that he had a man of his purpose, gave me a scripture. And the journey of how that happened, I had to wait 23 years. Yeah. Anyone that's ever been waiting a long time for anything, you will be so blessed by this. So blessed by this. It's not just a singles doctrine, although I use the story of how I got married, um, you know, as my example. I've had women get this and fall pregnant. Women get this and, and get married. Women get this and not if you don't want to. Not if you don't want to. Loved ones get saved. It just takes, it just encourages your faith when it's been weary, when it's been believing for a long time and it looks impossible. That's what this message is about. So lady in the purple there, what's your name, sweetheart? Beverly. Beverly, I'd like to bless you with this, darling. There you go. I'll give you a cuddle. There you go. Okay, enjoy that. And there's all sorts of other ones up there, so... Please take time to have a look. And I pray a shopping anointing on you all in Jesus' name. Now I'm going to whack a lolly in my mouth, so please forgive me if, I, if it comes flying out or something at some point. I hope it doesn't. Okay. Actually, let me give you – someone sent me this the other day, and it just so cracked me up. Let, let me share this with you. It's um, about pregnancy, estrogen, and women. Question. It's question and answers, okay? Question. Should I have a baby after 35? Answer, no, 35 children is enough. Question, I'm two months pregnant now. When will my baby move? With any luck, right after he finishes college. What is the most reliable method to determine a baby's sex? Childbirth. Question, my wife is five months pregnant and so moody that sometimes she's borderline irrational. Answer, so what's your question? Question, my childbirth instructor says it's not pain I'll feel during labour, but pressure. Is she right? Answer, yes, in the same way that a tornado might be called an air current. <laughs> Question, <laughs> when is the best time to get an epidural? Answer, right after you find out you're pregnant. <laughs> Question, do I have to have a baby shower? Answer, not if you change the baby's nappy really quickly. <laughs> And, and question, is there anything I should avoid while recovering from childbirth? Answer, yes, pregnancy. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you right now, Lord, that you have brought us together for your purpose. Father, this is not conceived in the mind of a woman, but Lord God, in your mind, I believe. And Father, I just declare an open heaven over this place and open hearts. Father, I thank you for moving in a powerful way, Lord, I believe today, Lord, potentially could be a defining moment. Potentially. So, Father, I pray that we seize hold of the moment. Lord, we seize the day. We seize this window. Just as we did last night, we'll seize it again. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you weren't here last night? Give me a wave. Well, you're going to have to get up your... T- you weren't? That many? You weren't. Hands up if you were not. If you were not. You're going to have to get up your tree really quickly because we're already there. Okay? So... I'm going to have to get rid of this. It's annoying me. Basically, last night, talked about how Zacchaeus, remember little Zacchaeus, Lord Jesus was coming to town and he, he did something about that moment, that opportunity. Instead of just giving in to the fact that he was short and they were tall and he couldn't see, he did something about it. He ran ahead of the crowd and he got up into a tree. He positioned himself. And so last night, Last night, I believe a call came from the heart of God to get up your tree. And can I say this? You, as, as women, you just responded honestly. You just so in the zone. And just, I've never seen such a corporate response so quickly to that message. And, um, and so those of you who weren't there, get up your tree quick. Because that, they're the ones that Jesus sees. Yeah, Zacchaeus got the attention of Jesus, not the crowd. Not that the one who took the effort, run the risk of being criticized, ran the risk of, of people, people's opinions, ran the risk of hurting himself, ran the risk of falling out of the tree. He, ran, he took a risk. And it was, it, I believe, risk takers, risk takers get the attention of God. And so we're up there, we're positioned. And uh, this morning, I believe God wants to equip us for our race, for the race of life. To run our race well. Thank you, Lord. Now, I have a confession to make from the outset. Since I've, I, uh, I got married, I got married December 2005. And since, and since I got married, I put on weight. Now, contented, that's what they say. You see, this is how my life was. <laughs> this is how my life was before I got married. How many of you live by yourself? Any of you girls uh, live alone or have done in the past? Now, I did for many years, um, on and off for many years. And can I be this honest? I never really could be bothered cooking for myself. When it came to food, I really didn't bother much. I mean, I'd come home at night after work and I might do a cup of soup or whack a lean cuisine in the microwave or, or have tuna and, and take away tabbouleh, tin of tuna, mix it through the, yeah, just quick and easy things. Now, people would say to me, Vicky, I think you're going to find it quite an adjustment when you get married. Well, having been single for that many years, you know, oh, set in your ways in your 40s. And I would say this, I'd say, set in my ways. Set in my ways? What ways? Listen to me. I, I, I travel constantly. I'm in a different location just about every week, living in different environments, under different people's expectations, different programs, different, I don't choose where I stay. Generally, I don't choose what I eat. I don't choose what I'm doing. I, and I said, I'm, I'm, I, I don't think it's going to be as much of an adjustment as, as what people think. And I was right. I was right. It wasn't, except for one thing, food. Because hubby doesn't want to come home to poached eggs on toast. Now, I've married tall, dark, and handsome, but he's also tall, dark, handsome, and skinny. I mean, he is a thoroughbred. There is not an ounce of fat on him. I mean, I have checked thoroughly. He, he is a greyhound. It's just... Now, 
when I was traveling, I would eat well when I'd be away. Generally, people would take me out and not make nice meals and that. So I consumed the bulk of my calories on the weekend and then balance it out during the week. Well, now I have a man who's coming home and I call him the carbohydrate king. He is looking for carbs. He comes home, he's craving pasta, potatoes. Now, I, on the other hand, have a totally different metabolism. I look at food and put on weight. And carbs are not my best friend, especially after midday. And so I'm having to, you know, make some adjustments here and make some changes. And to be honest, at first I thought, this is great. I'm going to actually get to, you know, try out the recipes and all these cookbooks I've collected over the years, which I used to sit on the lounge chair and just flick through and, you know, enjoy the photos. Um, now I'm actually going to get to try these things. And, you know, I love cooking. I love food, but not just cooking for myself. This is great. I get to every day. And I'll tell you what, every, every night became an event. Every night I'm there and it was, you know, some new thing that I'd cooked up and some new beaut concoction. Hubby was very happy. Now, some months had passed by and I started to feel like, oh, gee, the jeans have got a bit tight and I actually put it down to the dryer my brother had bought us for a wedding gift. I thought, that clothes dryer is shrinking my clothes. Like, what's going on here? And who knows that there is a difference between fat mirrors and skinny mirrors. And suddenly all the mirrors I came across were fat mirrors. I'm like, what's going on here? You know, I'm thinking, oh, gee, you know, not, not happy with. I tell you what, a skinny mirror is, is a great asset, isn't it? If you've got a skinny mirror in your house. And so, uh, you know, time's going on. I mean, some months had passed by now until I was speaking to a girlfriend from Queensland on the phone. She was bragging about the fact she'd lost about seven kilos in weight. And now she was, you know, had so much more energy and she was able to exercise and was, you know, was walking and running. And well, <coughs> excuse me, I, I had a thought because I used to do a one hour walking circuit around. Uh, our area. We live in a ha place in a suburb in Adelaide called Happy Valley, where we're all very happy, as the name suggests. But it's very hilly, and so I'd, ha I'd go out for this one-hour walk, and you know, be I'd really exert myself. It was really, you know, a really good workout. Well, that one-hour walk had diminished to about 20 minutes, and I was absolutely exhausted at the end of it. And then when she started to talk about having lost weight and, and I'm starting to line up the dots, I'm thinking jeans, you know, don't fit anymore. And I, I wonder, I wonder if I put on weight. And so I went and hopped on the scales, put on weight, put on weight, 10 kilos in 12 months. Now, some of you here are thinking, how on earth can you put on 10 kilos and be totally ignorant to that? Call it wedded bliss, I don't know. But I was so totally oblivious to the fact. I thought I knew I'd put on weight, but I didn't think I'd put on that much. I said to my husband, I put on weight. He said, I know. I said, why didn't, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you tell? He said, well, you're still healthy, aren't you? It's not affecting your health. What a darling. I've got a, I've got a gorgeous man, I tell you. I tell people I've married the fourth part of the Trinity. He is, I say, he's, I'm the preacher, he's the Christian. I'm serious. He, you know, is an angelic visitation. He's just a good, good man. It's true. He is just in walking integrity. Beautiful person. And he just really did not care. 
But the only thing is, if it starts to affect your health, though, he said, that that would be an issue. I wonder if the guys up there have got, not the DVD, but the picture. Have you got the, it's for another message, but I'll flick it up now, just so you know what I'm talking about. Can you see that? That's hubby. That's my tall, dark and handsome. He's a spunk, eh? He's gorgeous. The lady on the other ha- side, by the way, is um, not my mother. My mother comes up to my armpit. That is Pastor Lynette Tobin. Where are you, Beryl? We are sitting there. You remember Lynette? Yeah. So when we came for the conference, we worked out at least 12 years, probably about 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago. Um, that was my friend who was with me. So she did our wedding. Okay. So anyway, back to the subject. Yeah, we scrubbed up okay. <laughs> and, um, and so I'm thinking, my goodness, I put on 10 kilos. And I had no idea I was accumulating it. You know something, girls, in, in the 21st century, in Western society, as women, you know, we're very weight conscious. Hey, isn't that the fact? I mean, we're constantly getting the message in the media that we have to be a certain size, a certain shape in order to have value. Yeah, and that, that, that I mean, we're bombarded with those sort of images. And so I doubt very much if there was someone here today who wasn't conscious about their weight in one way or another. But you know something? God is weight conscious too. God is weight conscious too. And before you think, oh, my gosh, if he's got a weight problem, I hope he's there for me. I want you to read with me Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, therefore, we also. Still hear the pages flicking. You got it? Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let me read it to you from the Amplified. It says, let us strip off, not right now preferably, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, every unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us. Let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. Let us lay aside every weight. I put it to you today that if someone can be totally ignorant to the fact that they are accumulating weight that can be seen, how much easier is it is then to accumulate the weight that can't be seen? The weights of the soul. Because quite frankly, girlfriend, God is more interested in what's going on in your heart, in what's going on in your soul. We can be so caught up. We have to be so careful in the church that we don't assume the values of the world. We have to be really careful that we don't take on and value what the world values. And at the moment, the world is so exterior driven. So driven that which is younger, hey, I mean, absolute obsession with youth, absolute obsession with, you know, the whole, you know, cosmetic surgery industry and not that I've got anything, not there's anything wrong with that, but I mean, to the point, you know, of this, it's the superficial, the outward things of life and all these extreme makeover programs in 
in, in everything, even to do with properties. And, you know, everything is about looking, looking, looks. And God's values have not changed. Just as he said to the prophet Samuel, he said, I do not see as man sees because man looks on the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. And so the weights that this scripture is referring to, it's not a few extra kilos you might be carrying in the natural. It's talking about weights of the soul. Weights of the soul. And I'm praying right now that the Holy Spirit illuminates our hearts. So he flicks a great big light on in your world and you would take a moment as you have taken time out from your schedules to have a look on the inside. Have a look on the inside to see what weight might be there. What excess? This scripture talks about weights and sins. Lay aside the weight and the sin. I want to look at the weights today. Weights. And you know, weights are just accumulated as you do life. You don't have to do anything wrong. You just have to live. Just your heart's response to the pressures of a fallen world. You can take on all sorts of weights. Now, the Apostle Paul, that, that imagery that he uses, let us strip off. You see, in Paul's time, the Olympic athletes literally stripped off. Did you know that? They stripped off. And it was a men's only event, by the way, and women couldn't go and watch. Because they had all these naked men running around. But you see, they had a revelation even back then that the less weight they were carrying, the faster they could run, the better that they could perform. And there are weary women here today, and the reason that you're tired, the reason that life is getting you down is simply this. You're trying to run your race with too much weight. It's sapping your strength. When we had the Olympics in Sydney, Australia, the year 2000, I mean, Kathy Freeman, 400-meter runner, I mean, when she rocked up to the starting block, she didn't turn up in army boots and a great big winter coat. And if she had it, the, the whole of the nation would have been in an uproar and thought, this woman is not serious about completing her course. This woman is not serious about winning. But she didn't turn up in the coat and the boots. No, what did she turn up in? I mean, she looked like, you know, a cat woman. I mean, she rocked up in this, you know... High-tech, lycra, all-in-one suit. I mean, it's all about minimizing, you know, wind resistance. It's all about, I mean, it, you look at any sport in the elite level. level, They do everything they can to minimize the weight. I mean, even at the recent Olympics, our swimmers are wearing these suits that, you know, cut through the, the, the resistance in the water quicker. And I tell you what, sometimes the people in the world are smarter and more wiser than the, the people of God. And, 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 and I see people and I know what it is myself to try and do life with extra weight. The Apostle Paul gives us a word of advice. If you want to finish your course, if you want to run this race called life well, then lay aside. Lay aside every weight. So what, what sort of weights are we talking about? What's weighing you down today? psalmist david said in psalm 42 why are you cast down O my soul there are things you see cast down that weigh us down by the way that word weight in the greek i'll give you the word it's the word onkos which means a mass as bending or bulging by its load a mass i have a bookcase at home that is onkos the shelves are bending and bulging under its load. It's just carrying more than it's designed to carry. That's the image I want you to get 
in your head today. And so what sort of things can, can cause our souls to bend under the load? Rejection. Disappointment. Discouragement. Grief. Broken dreams. Worries. Possession. Stuff. Stuff. Just, just you know, the, the spitting of the plates of responsibilities of life. Weights. Too much of a good thing can be a weight. False responsibility. Taking care of that which you're not meant to take care of. I don't know today what it is that you might be carrying, but I can guarantee you, as women gathered here today, women are great at accumulating weights. Stuffing it down and getting on with it. Accumulate a bit more, stuff it down, and just get on with it. I've just finished reading a book called Live, Eat, Pray. Now, I don't, I recommend it as a travel document, as a travel journal. Not as, a, not as a, a, a spiritual one, okay? But this woman is on a spiritual journey after a divorce, an American woman. I'm a big reader. I, I, I have a background. My, I did a degree in English literature, so I, 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 I read widely. Um, but this woman, it really, I was really challenged because in her search for truth, in her quest to find God, she f- finds herself in an ashram in India and, and being taught meditation and Buddhism. But you know something that I really was challenged, challenged with was this, was her focus and, and, and determination to get whole. You know, and the time that she actually spent. Now, we have a go at the Buddhists and have a go at the Eastern religion guys and the New Ages for nasal gazing, gazing oh, looking in. Well, can I be this honest? In the Western church, we swung a bit the other way. And it was so busy. And life is just like, People are running around, you know, just so fast, and building the kingdom, building the house, doing, doing, doing. And, I'm, and I think we need to make deliberate decisions. It doesn't just happen automatically. You've got to lay aside every weight. You've got to lay it aside. I so wish, just as I was serving God, that he'd come along now and again and say, oh, Vicky, time to take some weight. Thank you. I'll just take this and I'll take that. No, it doesn't happen that way. We have to lay it aside or it doesn't happen. And just because you're not aware of it, because we just get numb to it, we just get on with it, but there is catch-up day. Ten kilos I'd put on before I got an awareness. I wish I'd noticed it one. So easy to lose one. So much easier to lose one than ten. By the way, I've lost about four or five of the ten, so I'm, I'm kind of getting there slowly. <laughs> but I wish I'd noticed when I'd put on the one. And so it doesn't matter today. You might be here and you've got a lot of weight on the inside. Or you might just have a little. Do you know something? The, the word of the Lord is still the same. Lay it aside. Lay it aside. And I believe this. I believe God is very fair. That he does not expect or require anything of you that he has not equipped you for. That he does not give you the grace to, to carry out. And so if he says lay it aside, it means you can. Just awareness is the first step. Awareness. You can't change that which you're not aware of. And so that's what I'm believing in this anointing, in the presence of God today, as you're taking time. Just as, yes, we can look within. It's not a sin to look within. I mean, we're meant to. You know, we're meant to consider the things of our heart and our soul. Guard your heart. 
with all diligence, above all else, that you guard. Guard your heart. That, that word, by the way, in, in Proverbs, I think it's chapter 4 or 3, about guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. Guard isn't mean putting up walls so people don't hurt you anymore. That's not what it means. Guard means dealing with the resentment and the hurt that, that's causing you to put up the walls. It's attending. The word actually means to tend, like a garden, to keep the bad out, keep put the good in. So it's active. It's something that you've got to do purposefully. Just as you deliberately go to the gym and work out, just as you, okay, I'm going to go for my walk this morning, just as you exercise in, in the area of your body, we have to do some tending to, some keeping. Just as you keep your house, your house doesn't stay clean or tidy automatically. We wish. But you've got to tend to it. You've got to keep house, keep your heart. One of the versions says, keep your heart with all diligence. Keep. Just like you've got to keep. Your finances in order, pay your bills, you know, do your budget, do what you need to do. Just like you keep fit, just like you, you know, keep, keeping something does involve time, does take effort, does require a deliberate decision. And I pray today that women will here will, will make a deliberate, determined decision to lay aside the weight. Lay aside the weight. It's in our best interest. It really is is in our best interests. Because I tell you what, if I could come along and whack a backpack full of bricks on each and every one of your backs, if I had the ability, if I was God and was all-seeing, I mean, sometimes people think prophetic people are like, I don't, by the way, just to put you at ease, I'm not like that. I, I don't walk around and can see all and, no, nah, it, it's, it's like I'm a bubble-up prophet. It's like I get a thought, a feeling, a whoosh, off I go. The, the sermon isn't my strong point. People think that goes together, but prophetic gift is quite is a different thing to gift of discernment, okay? Um, I thought that I don't move in discernment, but I just want to put some of you at ease, yeah? If you see me out there having a coffee, um, don't go fr freaky on me or like nervous, oh, I see and feel all sin and whatever. I don't. Okay, far from it. I know some people are like that. I've met prophets myself. They're on 24-7. I'm, I'm not, okay? I'm just Vicky, daughter of an Italian taxi driver. Nothing special about about me. So, okay, that was just a diversion. Let me come back. And so, today I believe God wants to equip women here to, at the end of this conference, be able to run your race well. A second wind. You know the marathon runner? You know the marathon runner? Runs and runs. My husband just completed just a small, just a 12K run recently in our city and he, he got 452nd out of a a field of 21,000. And I thought that was pretty good because he, he completed in 49 minutes, but he could normally do it in 42. But he's been having an in, in, injured foot, so his ego was a bit bruised because he would like to have gotten to the top top 100. But uh, when you run a bit faster than far, further than that, like we were talking, you know, marathons, long distances. And let's face it, life is a marathon. When you, when you uh, – Come to a place in the race where you hit the wall. Any of you girls run marathons or half marathons? Have we got any any runners here? Yeah, give us, yeah, yeah, there's. Okay, now is this not the truth? Now, those of you who've, okay, you in the back row, yeah, you're a serious runner. You look to, yeah, used to be. Those, those, those of you, tell me, is it not the truth? You come to a point in that marathon and, mate, every part of your body is crying out for pain. I mean, it is. Anyone else know that feeling? 
You hit the wall, they call it. Did you have that experience? Was it Beth Ann? Was that right? Yeah, you had that experience. I mean, hit the wall. Hit the wall and it's like, I can't go another foot. I mean, I, there, I, this is just, I'm going to absolutely expire. I mean, this is just so hard. Some of you know what that feels like in life. I remember hitting the wall in 1996. I call it my year from hell. I mean, I just, I won't go into all the details except to say there was just one soul just like, oh, it was like an, I mean, you know, earthquake. Beryl's telling me about the earthquake in 1931. Well, 1996 was my 1931. It was just like one, you know, just, just rock, just shock. My, My father died suddenly and unexpectedly. I was supposed to be getting married that year to someone else and, and relationship broke up suddenly as well and, and he ended up going out with someone else and marrying that someone before the year was was out. I had a cancer scare. I had emergency surgery. Turned out to be benign. Thank you, Jesus. But it was still, I mean, that's just that's just the highlights. Like there was, oh, honestly, I didn't know if this little heart was make it. I mean, I was in full-time ministry serving God and it was just like everything that, 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 could happen I mean when you go through a a broken relationship of you know it involves other relationship issues you know I lost a lot of friends in that time I mean honestly I did not know if I could if I could continue and I remember there was a time I mean I mean I was so I was just after dad died I mean I couldn't I couldn't open my bible I couldn't I couldn't listen to worship music I remember listening for a number of weeks to Alanis Morissette because it was the most melancholy Angry music I could listen to without feeling totally backslidden. And so, um, I just want to give you the picture, girls. I just want to, to let you know I know what it is to hit the wall. And there are some of you here today, and you actually in that season now. You have, it took all your power and all your resolve to even get yourself here. And no, you don't really want to be around people right now. And, and no, we don't know what's going on on the inside of you. But I know what it's like to hit the wall, to think, I can't complete this race. I don't think, I just want to check out. Thank you very much. I mean, this, I didn't, didn't really know if my, my father, you know, went to be with the Lord. I, I, I'm not aware of him ever making a, a, a decision. Although I spoke to him a number of times about it. But I mean, there's one point I was quite happy to die to go and find out. I mean, that's honestly how I felt. But you know something, just like the marathon runner who hits the wall, just as, 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 as they persist, as they just put one foot in front of the other, as they just continue to do what they've been doing in spite of how they feel, then they will break through and get what's called a second wind. And the second wind just empowers them just revivalizes it. I mean, it's amazing. They start to run with fresh energy and it's just, it's, it's, it's like a miracle. It's an amazing thing that happens and they, now they can run and they can complete their course. And there are some of you here today and you're poised for a second win. There are some women here today and you're weary with this thing called life. You've been hit the wall. Stuff's been happening that's even been beyond your control. But I believe today the Lord wants to encourage you that even as you just continue to walk this walk of faith, one step under the other, even when you don't feel like it, even when things don't look like they're going in your favor, there will be a second wind. There will be a fresh revitalization of the Spirit of God on the inside. Life will be different. You will turn a corner. I don't know who you are today, who I'm speaking to, but there are at least three or four women. There's at least four women here today. If that's you right now, just stand. If you can relate, just stand. You're right in that. 
Just lift your hands to the Lord right now. You're at that point. You, you. Thank you, Lord. Someone can relate. Give me the wave if you can relate to the year from hell, okay? There, there, there's right now, like today, this, you're in it. You're in it. This is your father right now. Right now. I thank you, Lord, for these, your daughters. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Right now, empower them by your spirit to continue. Empower them by your spirit to keep running. Empower them supernaturally, Lord, to keep going forward, even when it looks impossible, even when it feels like every part of them, Lord, is aching and breaking. Father, I thank you for the promise of the second wind. Don't give up. I hear the Lord saying, don't give up. My sister there in the, in, in the check top, what's your name? Anna, don't give up. Give you just right now. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you right now. I thank you, Lord, right now for, for newness of hope. You know, it's been hard and I can just see the pressure on both sides and it's been pressing you in. But it's like God's shaping you through it. God's shaping you through it. What well, the enemy intended for evil, God's going to work for good. God is going to work for good. He's going to turn the pain into gain and the lemon into lemonade. I, I, I'm reminded of that psalm. You know, it says that, that those who went to and fro, sowing seed, sowing precious seed with tears, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bearing their sheaves with them. And I see there's been a season of sowing. And you know that, that scripture, I, I can't remember where, when the epistles, and it says, don't you know, O foolish one, that that, which, 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 that the seed which is sown is not made alive unless it dies. It's not made alive unless it dies. And I see you've been going through the dying, you've been going through a, a death, as it were, but, but God wants you to know that's in order for the reaping. The weeping is for the reaping, says the Lord. There is a reaping coming. And Father, any disappointment? Oh, God. Lord, even she's fragile. Lord, I'm sensing just a fragility, Lord, in her heart. But, Lord, she's just kept doing her best, kept doing her best. Lord, I thank you for that second wind. If you've got someone around you who's standing up and you're not, whack a hand on them right now. Whack a hand on them right now. Let's minister right now to these ones. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, right now. Lord God, strength. Pray strength. Be led by the Spirit, girls. Be led by the Spirit. Just make declarations. Don't give up. Don't give up. You can do it. Thank you, Lord. I come against, Father, the lies of the enemy. We break right now, Lord God. Lord, assignments of the enemy to crush, to steal, kill, and destroy. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your anointing right now. Touching these ones. Touching these ones. Thank you. Another one. The, the girl, girl behind Anna. What's your name? Emma? Emma. I hear God saying the same to you. Don't give up. Don't give up. There's something you have to let go of, sweetheart. I just see something today that's weighing you down. Something that's weighing you down. We're going to have opportunity at the end of the meeting to lay down some stuff. But I just see just something that you've been carrying, even on behalf of someone else. Even on behalf of someone else. But Father, right now, I thank you. You're not designed to carry it. Father, next, ne next to her. What's your name, darling? Jan. Jan. You know, right now, you know something? Don't be, don't be moved by your age. Don't be phased by the season of your life. Because you know something? 
in the race that my husband just did, a 76-year-old did it in 52 minutes. Ran 12Ks in 52 minutes. And, mate, you're nowhere near that age, please. You know, hear what I'm saying. But don't think this is as good as it gets because I see a second wind coming. I see a new season of fruitfulness and a fresh springtime coming into your life. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't lose hope. What's your name again? Lynn, don't lose hope for the special things, for the unique thing, for the, for, for the precious things. That you're a giver, give, give, give. Unselfish. You're a big woman in the spirit, a big woman in God, a woman who knows her authority, a woman who breaks through. But I see that God is mindful of you. God is mindful of those things, those precious things. You're wearing pearls around your neck, and I can just see there are pearls God's got for you, and they represent, they represent his blessing. Upgrade, you're due for an upgrade. There's an upgrade coming. There's an upgrade coming, and it's like it. Just the uh, things that are being hard are going to be easy. Things you haven't have, you're going to have. Things that you lost will be restored. Things that weren't will be. It's like there's just coming. There's coming an upgrade. I don't know when, but it's coming. And I see, see, pearls aren't necessary. They're beautiful. And it's the things that aren't necessary but are beautiful. God is going to bestow upon you, Lynn, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Second one, say second win. Hello. Everyone say second wind. Second wind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're nearly there. I'm just going to ask the uh, AV people just to have that DVD ready. I'm just about ready to... to to show that, but we've got to lay it aside. You know, it's easier to lay aside. I believe today that there are things that you've been, that have been hard to lay aside that will be easier because we're here together. There's a corporate anointing. We have faith together. What's been hard? You might think, I can't, I can't lay aside this weight. It's the size of a mountain. You mightn't before, but you can now. We're going to do it by faith. In just a moment, we're going to do it by faith. And so I want this now, I'm about to show you an excerpt from the Australian uh, series, The Biggest Loser. Not this uh, year's series, but last year's. And as you watch it, as you watch it, I want you to bear in mind this message, okay? Don't look at it through the eyes of uh, a weight loss competition. Look at it through the eyes of weights of the heart and the soul, Okay. So we got that ready to rock and roll. Here we go. Going from gate two to one, my backpack was getting heavier and heavier. It was feeling horrible having all that weight on my back and remembering how heavy I used to be. I felt like walking faster and just pushing myself that little bit harder to get to gate one, just to remind myself that, you know, I never want to go back there and I can push my way through this. Okay, put her in. We knew that by the time we put that last sandbag in, they would be carrying the weight that they were when they walked through the door on day one. For them, it was just a massive feat. First of all, just to get to the top of that hike, to get to that gate one, but then also to have the emotion and the baggage 
of their weight that they used to have. Oh, gosh. This is extremely heavy. I couldn't even hold it. It was just so heavy. I felt like falling backwards. And I just remembered, you know, the first week when I came into the house, when I stood on those scales. When Alita, your starting weight is 127.3 kilos. I really want to lose weight first for myself. And I want to lose weight too because Because my husband and I want to start a family. I came here quite angry. I was angry about everything. I blamed my weight for a lot of things. And I just remember how tired and drained I was, just um, emotionally. Jeepers, Melita. <laughs> right, that's it. God, I, I knew I looked overweight, but this is definitely feeling <laughs> overweight. And I can't believe I walked around with this amount of weight on me just reminded me I never wanted to go there again and I just don't have the energy to go back there again. 13.1 kilos you lost in week one. 13.1 kilos. That's insane. I was pretty proud of that. Oh yeah, I would be proud of that too, buddy. I remember coming into the house on day one and I remember being out of breath just walking up the top of that little hill and kind of looking around at everyone, wondering if anyone was as out of breath as what I was. I remember a strange feeling too of being so much bigger than everyone else and really getting the impression that everyone is looking at me as the fat man. Remember what it felt like to stand on the scales that first time? Damien, your starting weight is... 216.3 kilos. If I don't do something about my weight and coming on The Biggest Loser is doing something about my weight, it's inevitable that I would only have a limited time to spend on this earth. Oh, yeah. 13. I put 13 kilos in Damien's backpack. That is a massive number. He was standing there the same weight as he was when he started in the house. But what a different person he is now. Never again, man. That's why it was so important for me to walk up that mountain knowing that I haven't just lost weight. I think I would just like let, you know, all of the past go. <laughs> and I can just look to the future now, freer and happier. In hindsight, I can always say I'm so glad that I climbed up that hill. I'm so glad that we pulled that plane. I'm so glad that we ran 50 laps around the top of Centre Point Tower because they are empowering things. They're empowering things to do. They're things that we're doing that we would not get the chance to do in our regular day-to-day -day life. It is an amazing journey. Yeah, how was that?
I wish I, I had the ability, I remember that's what I started saying before and I digressed, to, to actually extract the weights of your soul so you could physically see them, stuff them in a backpack and put them on your back so you could actually feel it and feel the difference between what it is to live with it and live without it. I've got the Lord say this, if only my people were as concerned about the weights of their soul as they are about the weight on their body. And so today we're going to lay aside some weight. We're going to lay aside some weight because I believe the Lord wants us the best equipped to run our race well. To run our race well. There's, uh, could I have, I don't know if we've got a keyboard girl today or someone. <coughs> Excuse me. To, yeah, whichever's easiest, whatever you've got planned just for ministry and stuff. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who's identified? Who, who today, has anyone had a rude awakening? Has anyone like thought, my gosh, I didn't realize that that was there. Lord, I didn't realize that I've got a weight that I've been carrying. Sometimes we think we've got to learn to live with it, that this is just what, this is our lot in life and that we have to carry. I mean, it's been called responsible, you know, it, it, it's been, you know, that weight, life comes with weights. But, you know, God wants us to be free to soar. I tell you what, just start to play. Nothing to, I hate minors, okay, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Um, who wants to go higher? Who, I mean, anyone who wants to go to a new level? I mean, we all want to go to a new level, yeah? We all want to break through where we've not been before. You know, sometimes we can think, you know, well, it's got to take, oh, it's got to take some work. It's going to take, you know, more, more praying. It's going to take more fasting. Obviously, I've got to do something. Now, one of my life messages is faith without works is dead. So I'm all about doing. But the Lord gave me this revelation not that long ago. I was actually in Dunedin. And at the Dunedin um, Museum there, they actually have a little display of a hot air balloon. Now, hot air balloons are um, just a bit, bit softer, is it possible? It's like you just hear it louder than... Um, Hot air balloons are designed to rise. Yes? All it takes is some hot air. And so, as long as the fire is burning, the hot air rises, the balloon inflates, inflates, and it goes up. The only thing that keeps it down are weights. It just can't help itself but fly, but go higher, but arise. And I thought the Lord say this to me. Did you know it was it is our divine DNA to go up, to go higher? I mean, you can't help. The, the, I mean, keep the fire of the Holy Spirit stoked, the passion stoked in your heart. You can't help but go higher. The thing that stops you are the weights. Are the weights? So some of you here today are going to get a breakthrough as you lay aside the weight. You're going to find some doors opening. You're going to find some opportunities arising. You're going to find freedom coming in areas that you weren't expecting. You're going to find a new boldness and a new authority. You're going to think, gosh, I don't even remember specifically praying or asking for that. But it's just going to happen automatically because you've got rid of some weights. I have a girlfriend who's who's just going through it. She's in the midst of a marriage breakup, um, quite a terrible situation, but but. It's bringing some things to the forefront in her own heart. And so she's had some ministry recently. 
And I saw her only the other day. I said, I said, you're different. There's like a, a confidence. She's been so cowed over and and has been so full of anxiety for years. And I've I've known her for about 10 years. And here she is, and there's just something different, something shifted. She's more confident. She goes, you know something? She goes, since I've dealt with that and laid that aside, this has happened. So she just dealt with some stuff, laid aside some stuff, just some weights of the past, just some disappointments, some some issues. And here she is. She's she's got this confidence. She's more of herself than I've ever known. And she didn't go in specifically to get that. But it just happened as she dealt with the other stuff. And so God wants us to, to go up. To go up. There's a lady and um, you've got short, dark hair towards the back, wearing dark outfit. If you were back home, I'd say you were Italian. I don't know. Uh, are you? Indian. I've noticed there are not a lot of Italians in New Zealand, so the chance of you being from that is probably very slim. What's your name? Sari? Sari? You're a good woman, Sari. And there are new levels for you to move into. I can, I can, I can see that just these, you know, level upon level. You know, we go from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18 comes to mind for you. For we all with unveiled face behold, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into that same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And so there are levels of glory. And I see the key for you is in what you behold, in what you behold. And I don't just mean, I mean, you behold the Spirit of the Lord, like in worship and personally, but I see other opportunities God is going to give you to behold Him. Just different people in your life, new connections. There's coming some new connections, some new relationships, some just some a new environment, just some things, some shifts in your, in, in your world that is going to facilitate this and bring that, that. There's a new impetus. There's a new momentum. And it's like, you know, the, the launch, it's like you're on the launching pad right now. I can just hear the rumbling and the, you know, that rocket's getting ready to, to, to rise into a whole, a whole new level, whole, whole new stratosphere. Very spiritual lady. You hear the voice of God. You know, I, I see intercession and prayer, you know, the prophetic and, that kind of world. And, and there's teaching as well. I see ability upon you to teach. And God just wants to open new doors of influence for you, for you to really, you know, get that, get that, that, that you know, you've been 30-fold. You've even known 60 in some areas, but God wants you to be 100-fold. He's going to show you how in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Maybe something that we can sing to in this time. Is that possible? I want you all to stand. I'm just going to leave Beth Ann to lead you in something. And, and as we do, as we worship the Lord, if you've got a weight today, this is what we're going to do, girls. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to come today and lay it aside. To lay it aside by faith. We can't physically take that thing off. I wish we could, but it's not, it's not like that. But in obedience... In obedience to what God has shown you today, this is what I want you to do. To leave where you are, and we're going to lay aside weights, and we're going to do, I believe in prophetic action. I believe in enacting things. I believe it's powerful as we put action to what's happening in the Spirit. And, and, and I want you to come, and I want you to lay it aside, to lay it 
aside. So come as it were and, and, and lay it. Do business with God. Do business with God. And then go. Return having left it. Having left it. You get the picture? You get the picture? I believe it's very powerful as we enact. The word of the Lord is laid aside. No one else can lay aside your weight for you but you. No one else can lay aside. So this is, I, I, just, I just see as weights are laid aside today, those hot air balloons rising. That which has been hard being made easy. In Jesus' name. Lead us, Beth Ann. And as, as we do, as we sing, girls, enter in. And if you need to lay aside some weight, just come. Just come.
yourself. Let's sing with passion. Sing with all of our hearts. Leave it with Jesus. Just leave it here today at the altar. We lay aside every way. Let's let it go. responded was like a chiropractic adjustment I could see you know I don't know if you've ever been to a chiropractor and I mean the relief that comes when you have a really good adjustment now the thing is the Lord showed me that you're flexible and so the good thing is you know when things shift easy you know some spines are easier to adjust than others and I heard the Lord say that you're you're easy to adjust 
And it was like an adjustment took place. And it's going to relieve some of the pressure. It's going to relieve There's been a, that weight that you've been carrying. And, and I, I can just see fresh energy. Because the energy that has been directed towards carrying the weight is now freed up for you to do other things. And I see fresh creativity whoo, coming upon you. Fresh ideas. You know, and I see you in an environment now, and I know by information, yes, not by revelation, that you have relocated and moved. But I see this. As you have planted in a new environment, it's like it's more conducive to the growth and to the flourishing of the seed that is in you. Oh, Father, I just thank you. You're like that balloon. You're designed to go high, high, high. Some people have tried to cut the cords in times past. You know, like the balloon, you know, that's attached. Because you're meant to take people with you. And it's like the, the passing, you know, the hot air balloon and it's, and it's tied and attached, you know, to the, to the uh, I don't know what they call it, but, you know, the basket thing. People are, you know, in there. And, but I've seen that you've been cut off at the knees. At time. Been, there's been a deliberate assignment of the enemy to keep you lower than you're intended. That ceiling has been removed in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you, Lord, today. Oh, it's the fire of the Holy Spirit touches her right now. Father, I thank you, Lord God. Oh, that balloon is going to soar in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Anyone feeling like a weight's lifted off their shoulders already? Anyone feeling a bit lighter? You got, the thing is, we've got to maintain that, eh? We've got to keep, we've got to keep doing that. You go right down the very back. You've got a beautiful blue top on the black row, back row. What's your name, darling? Joanne? You're a sweetie, Joanne. Come down here. Just, just make your way down here. You know, there's a sensitivity. You've got a soft soul, soft soul, soft heart. You're a beautiful girl. Are those eyes real? You've got natural, not colour contacts? Oh, what stunning eyes you have. But um, you, you feel things. You feel things. You, you, and, and I just see where arrows have gone in and hurt. And, and you know, it's, it's quite an art to learning how to be thick skin, soft heart. You know, it's sort of to not harden the heart when we've been hurt and that. It's like, well, obviously we don't want to get hurt again. That's fair enough. I don't want to get hurt again either. Like, duh, you know. But I, I see God wanting to lead you in ways how to manage that heart of yours. Because the softness is, is, a, is a, a soft heart is an asset. And I know at times it's felt quite the opposite. Like if only I was tougher. If only, because you see, there's, I see, you know, that artistic kind of temperament in you. You know, poets and uh, you know, arty people can kind of like, you know, just because they're meant to feel things and see things differently. You see things differently. You have a different perspective. And so I see healing happening today, healing happening for now. And I see, I, see, I just saw a butterfly coming out, you know, like the butterfly emerging out of the cocoon. So you can be free to, it's going to be freer. There's been something holding you back. Enemies so wanted to keep you. Just keep you back and stuck. And you come to this church. This is this is your church. 
you're going to find your spot. You're going to find your place. It's like you felt sometimes like the square peg in the round hole. But I see the square hole for the square peg. Does that make sense? You go, ah, that fits. That fits. And there's a locking in and there's, there, there's a connection that takes place that's going to bring such blessing for you and such life. Let me pray for you. Just lift your hands to the Lord. What was your name again? Joanne. That's it. And I pray, Father, as well for Joanne's family. I pray as well, Father, for the family right now. Holy Spirit, touch Lord, that weight, Lord, that she has been carrying. Lord, we put it in your hands. We put it in your hands. Oh, Father God, the, the things that are precious, the things, Lord God, that are secret, even the secret things can, can bring weight. Oh, Jesus, I thank you, Lord, right now. Just, just Father God, do something significant in her life today because you want her to flourish. You want her to bring forth much fruit. Lord God, I thank you for her finding her spot, for, for the, those giftings being unlocked. I just speak right now, Lord, an unlocking and a releasing of the gift of God in her life. Lord, even counsel, gift of counsel and wisdom. And Lord, that creative gift, Father. Oh, Jesus, I thank you right now. Peace. I say, peace, be still. That family situation, Lord, we commit it to you. We cast that care upon you, Lord God, because you care for her. You care for her, Lord God, even more. Father, you care for them even more than she cares for them, Lord. Oh, Father, you're a loving Father, a loving Father. I thank you, God. Oh, I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Gee, I'm starting to feel quite hot. Is anyone else? (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You're a beautiful girl. Don't forget that, eh? Don't forget that. God cares about the things that you care about. He hasn't forgotten you. Eh? He hasn't. We will go through winters. But springtime comes. I would never have believed I had a springtime coming in 1996. I never would have, honestly. It was so dark. So dark. But the great thing, Ecclesiastes 3, to everything there is a season. To everything there is a season. But springtime's coming. In Jesus' name. Amen.